Hello, beautiful people. <laughs> and fellow winers. And welcome to another episode. Welcome back. Hi. Yeah. Welcome back to the second season, second part of the season of A Little Something, the number two. Wine about, oh, I'm missing a nail. That's right. That broke earlier. Sorry, that was not sexy. Number <laughs> two. Wine about with your hostesses, with the toastesses. Miss Siobhan Camille, hello. And Taima Show. Hey, y'all. Uh, where's this get real? If you need a reason to drink, come drink with us. Um, y'all know wine while we wine. Um, all of that stuff. It's second. Wednesday, so we are back on the clock. This is this last wine. We gonna wine. I got, I got a topic. I got something I'm bring to the table, y'all. We, this one I shoot the shits. This is when I shoot the shit. So we, we just gonna be talking. We gonna okay. talk. We gonna talk. We gonna talk. And why you shouldn't probably go down to the rabbit hole of YouTube, but we gonna talk. Um. So yeah, uh-huh. grab a glass of your favorite red, white, Pinot de Agua. It's white September, so make sure it's white. Try to lean into the white this month, y'all. Um, and join us on the couch. Don't drink and drive. I feel like I should kick off this here. This <laughs> part of the season. This part of the season and say that. Are you going to lower your hand? Huh? In Zoom? You, you, you don't see the yellow hand? Yellow hand has been raised forever, and I cannot lower it. I don't know how to lower it. Oh, it's a button. Okay. Oh my god. Zoom trying to be fancy and they do. I know. I was like, why is that a thing? <laughs> I talk with my hands, so I don't I know. It's risen again. Probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay, y'all. So yeah, it's white September. I'm gonna say November green, rushing it. It's white September. Um uh, we about to talk about unpopping grapes experiences. Um, I'll start. I have our famous Robert Mondavi, his Mondavi. private private collection. Uh, it's called Lightly Bubbled Pinot Grigio. I know we haven't had this since 2021. Um, we like Pinot Grigio. I don't think I've really had a Pinot Grigio with bubbles, so I was intrigued. This isn't really a popping grape. Oh. It's white, but it's not a pop of grape. Okay, well there we go. <laughs> it's a 2021 Gewurztraminer by Chateau Saint Michel. <laughs> I think I had this like year one or two, and I'm gonna bring it on back because it's one of my favorites. Y'all know I love a good Gewurztraminer. Um, I just was too lazy to go to the store, guys. Like I need water, and I didn't go to the store. <sighs> not dehydration. <laughs> I have a big bubba. Like it holds like two gallons, well, half a gallon, it holds half a gallon. So I'm straight. Uh, I gave Roman the last of the water bottles. We actually don't give him the tap. There's a reason my dog is bougie. He did get some of the tap. He did get some of the tap, and he was not He was not here for it. Let me tell you. He was parched. But our water has, like, sulfur in it, I think, because every now and again it has that eggy smell, which they say is healthy for you. This is the face oh, of that. This is the face of disbelief. So we don't really, we don't I drink. I didn't get that memo. Well, okay. We don't drink that stuff. So, yeah, the dog gets bottled water or he gets distilled water. We bougie in here. Everybody, everybody drinks the good water. But not today. So. 
So yeah, not a popping grape. Okay. Well, okay, y'all. It's been a while. We just gonna shoot the stuff. Just to give y'all a little what uh foresight into what we're about to jump into. Sissy went down the rabbit hole of YouTube and we were talking about it and I was like, hold up, wait. We could we we just let's let's record. Let's let's do this for the people. Let's share our opinions. Again, these are our opinions, and you do not have to agree. If you don't agree, put it in the comments. If you do agree, put it in the comments. However, be respectful. We're here for the debate. But not the disrespect. Please understand that you will get blizzard. If you are disrespectful, we do not have to agree because we are not all the same people. You will find very often more than not that we don't always agree. We have different viewpoints, and that's perfectly fine. So argue, moan, complain, agree, high five, all that with us today. Go ahead, Sissy. Let the people know the rabbit hole. So I was on a rabbit hole of this thing called YouTube. And I usually don't even go on YouTube, but since I don't have Instagram, I don't have Facebook, I don't have Twitter, but I'll tell y'all, I have not, that's what I mean. But I was on our in our YouTube because I was like throwing stuff up and I was just there. And it made me realize that the world needs more love, y'all. It needs more love. That's a deeper conversation, but there were three posts, three posts that really made me say, yo, the world needs more love. And we may get to one of the last one the middle one, I don't really remember at this point, but there were two big ones that stuck with me. The first, and this is what this is what this is about. There was a guy who said, Top the five things women should not share with a man, or five things a woman should not tell a man up front. Now, I understand, we understand that some titles are clickbait. So up front and, and up front is a vast meaning like there was no set and you had people in the comments that were like well he's talking first second or third day he's talking this that and the third he's talking and that's the problem also is you get a lot of interpretation of what people say um but if i'm going on his own words because he's a married man um and to preface this conversation as well we are also two women and one of us single hello the other is married so for y'all who are like nine oh, years in december married so for those who are like, oh, y'all just single chicks hating and y'all don't whatever, only one of us is a quote unquote single chick hating. That would be me, I guess, because I fall in the single category. I guess I'll be, if, if, it, if the title fits, I'll be a married chick hating. I'm but, not really hating, but I just know like when these topics when these topics come up, you know, I'm con I'm a contrarian. I was a contrarian recently at my job and awarded for it, but you're not really awarded for it on social media. It is what it is. So um yeah, five things a woman should not do up front. Now, to be fair, this man is married. Okay. And he was like, there are things I'm still learning about my wife. You know, ladies, you shouldn't share too much up, too much up front. There are things that I'm learning. So because that was how he prefaced it, my, and he said, there are things you shouldn't tell your boyfriend. You should tell the man that's going to be with you for the rest of your life, your husband. Okay. So my thing is when you're talking up front, you're talking before marriage. That's right. how it was presented as I heard it. That's how it was presented. Not three days in, not seven days, not y'all boyfriend now, you can tell them, y'all in a relationship, you can tell them, not y'all are engaged, you can tell them, no, 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 don't wait until after marriage to tell him certain things, because whatever. There were five things in this thing, and we're going to go one by one. The first was, I'm going to tell y'all the five, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. To be fair, I stopped listening after the third, the third one. 
So me reading through the comments, because some, some girl listed all five, two girls listed all five. And I was like, thank you. The first one was, don't tell him about your trauma. The second one was, don't tell him how many sexual partners you had. The third one was, don't tell him what you want in a man. The fourth one was, don't tell him about your, your exes or your last relationship. The fifth one was, don't tell him about your family issues. I can't agree. So, out of the whole list, why does it all sound like, like just three separate things? Like a couple of those things are like the same. A couple of them could be related. Yeah, I agree with you. Like they in the same like category family. Like, but. And I will say to y'all, when we start started talking, she said a good, very, very good thing. My sister was like, well, a lot of that didn't sound deceitful. And that's how I feel. I feel like if you're waiting until marriage to tell somebody certain things, you're hiding, it becomes deceit. Because let's, let's start at the top. Trauma. Again, I understand if at, at date one, you don't want to tell him all your trauma. I think too. You don't want all. Like you might even like, be like, you know, that was very traumatic for me. And like, so that, you know, you don't have to go into it. You can say, you can be having a general conversation be like, yeah, but that was traumatic for me, but I don't want to talk about it right now. Like, it continue on. I think that, but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I agree with that. That's, but that's my thing too. I feel like with trauma, trauma has such a range. Your yeah. bad experiences. Yeah, your bad yeah. experiences. But no, I mean like even legit what trauma means can be a range. You can go from the trauma of being bullied to the trauma of being sexually assaulted to the trauma of being sexually violated to the trauma of watching your parents fight to the trauma of, you know, being in a, de a, a devastating car accident where somebody else lost their life. There's so many things. So to just say, don't tell somebody your trauma. It's which, very broad. It's very broad. Which but see, I think for that, that is where what he might be speaking of in reference to the so that they, all the things that you said are definitely trauma, trauma or something that was traumatized that could be traumatizing. And the world of today, trauma is I broke a nail and I got an infection and I had to get a shot. But I don't think that's what he would be talking about. No, no, no. But that's why he said what I'm telling you, because in the world today. Everything is trauma. And we've talked about everything ain't trauma. But in the world today, a lot of people look at everything is trauma. So when he's in that general sense, I'm thinking he could be speaking to that in itself. Like, look, don't go in there telling him all your trauma. I think on a more a deeper sense of it that we, because we know the definition of the word trauma and the big things that are truly trauma. That's why we have the issue that we have. Like, well, wait a minute. I should be able no, to talk I mean, about when he, when he said it, because that was one of the few I actually listened all the way through. He's talking the big stuff. He's okay. talking, don't tell the big, the real trauma. Not the I broke the, the little, don't tell him you're petty. No, he's talking the trauma. Again, I just feel like certain trauma should not wait until marriage to be discovered. No, absolutely of, not. Because a lot of them are going to impact who you are. Who you are is going to impact your relationship. It's going to impact. It's going to impact 
your partner, which I think is what he was trying to allude to. Like, I, and he might be alluding to the person who likes to tell people the oversharer who scares people away with their trauma because taking on too much too early is a lot. But yeah. that does not mean, like, we're stating because I didn't listen to this. So, going off what the precedent that Siobhan has already said in reference to this man and his words. He's talking about before until marriage. You people, well, some people, not all, have waited years before they got married. So you're not going to tell me that I, years of dating this one person, this same person, and we may share a home. At some point, they might even share kids. They can share all this other stuff, but I'm not supposed to share my trauma before I married this person. Mm, that's, that's a bit much. That's a bit extreme. In my thought, my head, when people in my head, as far as the time frame, when people don't give a time frame, I think first quarter. Fair. So do I. I think first quarter. I feel like here, here's the thing with the trauma is it's whatever you. And this is why I know it was the big stuff, because he made a comment about don't tell your don't tell your boyfriend, tell your therapist. That was the kind of thing. So you're talking a deep stuff. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't go to therapy if you need it and do all of that. But if you're dealing with someone and you want someone to deal with the real authentic you, there are things about you or things that have happened to you that have happened to all of us. We are we were all children at one point. We all had childhood that impacts so much. So you're going to tell me, don't tell me what happened on the playground. Don't tell, like all of that makes you who you are. And if someone's going to understand me, one of my traumatizing experiences as a child was being bullied as long as, as long as I was and about all the stuff that I was. And it has very damn sure shaped me to who I am. So I'm not going to wait until marriage to be like, you know, why I don't take compliments really well. <laughs> like at this point, like that's a little late. <laughs> and if dude was like, madam, Yo, I've been, because this is the other thing. If he's like, yo, I've been with you for two years and I really loved you, so I stuck through this. But I wish you would have told me earlier. He could have pivoted and that could have been something that you worked on together. Together. So I just, I just believe that he should have put some type of time frame in, in that statement. I, I, I really do. Now, do I also understand that's most intelligent, most intelligent people think they're speaking to another intelligent person. So when they say things like that, that's that broad, they do think, okay, this is normal. But in the world that we live in today, I think we all understand that your normal may not be my normal, which is why there's no such thing as common sense. But hey, um, anyway, there's that. But in the thought process and, and the, the perspective that this man has already thrown out, not mentioning a time frame. There are a lot of questions with this. Um, as far as, like, the traumas is one thing. Now, one thing, I, I, I'm married. I will never, I will never tell my husband how many people I slept with. One, that ain't his business. That's mine. I had a life before him, just like he had a life before me. I don't want to know how many people that I slept with. I'm sure he don't want to know how many I slept with. Now, that's not saying that it got to be a whole bunch of people between on either side. However, that should, I'm sorry, I'm a married woman. I just feel like that shouldn't even be a conversation. 
I'm not a married woman. And I feel like if you didn't, do, do you have any STDs? Have you had any STDs? Do that you part. have children? That part. That's what I care about. Because if you slept with, you can sleep with one person and get the monster, <laughs> the monster of all STD, right? So, but you can sleep with 12 and you stress. Clean. You okay. clean no kids, man. What? Okay, then it doesn't matter. You can sleep with three and have one child. Like, because STDs and children are what have the potential to linger and cause issues in the future. That That's what matters. I don't care how many. Now, with that, I'm going to hope that you weren't, like, just out here, out here. <laughs> but I'm really not going to ask you. The only time I would ask you is if we go... If we go out to eat and every chick's like, oh, hey. Like, hey wait a minute, hold up. What's, hey, what's up? Like, now what? I got questions. Now, now I, got, I questions. got questions. Now I got questions. Now I got questions. And you do bigelow, male gigolo out here. Like, whether whether you're clean or child-free, I have questions. Why do you know every chick? You said hi to the six waitresses. Three of them, the hostess don't wink at you. Two chicks over here with, with they do. And then we walk out here, walk to the park, and the ice cream lady, you know, like what, what? Hold up, questions like that. Break that. That warrants questions. I get it. And the same, if, if the role was reversed, absolutely. If every man she came in contact with, <laughs> it has that little, you know, like confidence. Oh, I hit it first. If they have that Ray J confidence, oh, I hit it first. Which technically, if everybody has that confidence, you don't know who hit it first. But whatever. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, and or they're giving you that little slick side eye, or you know, the little things that guys do to signify to other guys that, oh yeah, I hit that. If that's happening too often, then absolutely I understand, ask the question. But as a person who has had relationships before my husband, well, I don't that's that's not that shouldn't be a conversation for a male or a female. No. Period. Now so, too- now, to what, what he was saying for context was he was coaching one of his coaches. And again, if you're saying that women shouldn't have this conversation with the guy they're with until they're married, I wonder why you're having this conversation with your coachee and how this came up. But whatever. And she expressed to him the number that of men she had been with. And he said, well, what's, why is the number the number? And her reason was the first her first time was taken from her. It was not her choice. So when she, after that, when she was in committed relationships, things would happen and, and that was fine. But with men that she was just like dating casually or they, they weren't in a relationship, if they broached the subject or it came up or like they were in the heat of the moment, she had the fear that if she said no, she would be violated again. So she just was like, okay, it was easier to comply than to say no or to to reject or resist. And my thing is that relates to the first thing about trauma because- Which should be a conversation that you have early on in your relationship before- Before you get get married. Before you get married, before you even become sexually active, that way, because let's say you don't have this conversation until you get married. Then when you get married, let's say you don't even have it immediately after. Maybe it comes up a year into your marriage. And let's say you are going to therapy, couples therapy together, and this comes out. 
now you may potentially be leaving your husband with the lingering thought of, did she really think that I was going to do this to her? And that in itself is not healthy because he can internalize that as well. That's one, too. You're not giving him the opportunity to show you something different. You're not giving him the opportunity to assist you with working on it. You're not giving him the opportunity to even say, look, I can't do this. You're you you're robbing him of his choice of his choice. In, in a relationship and that's not cool either so something just speaking to that example itself yes that is something you, now I, again this is not your first second third fourth fifth date conversation this is latter fourth third latter of the first quarter going into the second because at this point you have established we are committed to growing together in any direction and this is something that you can see even potentially going there. So, mm-hmm. it, and this is an important conversation. Remember y'all, we had a whole episode on having uh, tough conversations. And healing after trauma. You, it's the, the thing that my, like she said, you now not, you have robbed him of the choice or the ability to help you. Because this is the other part, like she said, now y'all, let's say y'all go to couples therapy or whatever, or let's say you're in a marriage now. Till death do us part for life. Guess what's gonna happen? And please correct me because you're married and I'm not. So if I'm wrong, just be like, no, you wrong, sis. It's gonna be time he may want sex and you don't. So now, so now, especially if they got a high sex drive, so now, so now you're going to be triggered every time because. You feel, as you stated, that in the past, when somebody wanted it, you just had to, even if it wasn't what you wanted. Eventually, you're going to do that long enough, it's going to take a toll. It's going to take a toll on you. And physically, and I'm not just talking about distress, I'm talking about as a female, your female parts, y'all, as somebody they don't who has the same when you're not committed. They don't to react the same. There are muscles and th- there's a whole therapy that I didn't know existed, that I found out existed later for other reasons. But going through that, I found out that, well, sometimes things like what we are literally talking about happens to those in those type of situations. And I was like, well, wait, why isn't this talked about? And they were like, well, because a lot of people don't talk about their trauma. When the real trauma that you should the not get a nail and got an infection. Right. So you gonna go through this and now it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be painful. Your body eventually, as you check out, is going to have the potential to check out. He's going to think something's wrong, especially if you've been, you've been in it. You were in it for the past month. We were honeymoon phase. And now, like, what's, what's going like, on? What's up? What's up? Not the same. Or you randomly start crying because we, we can't get emotional. You know, we, we be emotional. Especially if you've been doing Or you can like, just be you. angry. Like, or you know you what I'm saying? Yep. Like you can literally be angry. You can become numb. Like all of those things. As someone who has been in a relationship for the amount of years I have, you go through stages. So not saying that you still won't go through those stages, but if this is already on the table, who knows? It might be a step that you skip because you did talk about it. Like we, we had another episode on communication. Y'all. We talk. 
Y'all know we talk. If you we don't talk, know, we talk. And so that was that was the other one. Uh, so that that was my thing about about the the sexual thing. Now, the third one, and I'm I'm sure I'm out of I'm all out of order. But um, don't tell him what you want in a man because it'll give him the blueprint, and then he'll pretend until he goes to find another one. Let me let let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all gonna look at me like, oh, but she's still single. Please understand, I am still single by choice. You missed me. So y'all, y'all really not hurting me. Me being single is not hurting me. And y'all telling me I'm single is not hurting me either. Um, here's the thing. No. If a man, understand this, ladies, ladies, and, and understand this. This is what I've learned in my life. If a man really doesn't want to be there, He's not going to do what the blueprint is. This is what I say. What's your blueprint? Let's say that my blueprint is simple. And certain people still won't do it. Let's say your blueprint when a dude's like, what do you want a man? Oh, I just want him to be honest. Let me tell you that a liar is not going to be honest. He's not going to pull that act off too long. He's not going to pull that act off too long and he's going to lie and get caught in his lie because that's not really a part of who he is. This is the thing. And I'm not saying people don't put on good faces. I'm not saying saying narcissists don't don't exist. I'm not saying people don't come to the table with their representatives. But what I am saying is that can't last but so long, especially if it's a character trait that somebody really doesn't possess, that they can pretend for longer than a week, maybe two. Now, see, I'm going to go. We got some winners out there. I'm just be honest. I know we got some good ass actors out there. However, do they want to play the role? Because there are so many. That's their pocket. They don't want to. They won't. They that's won't. the other part. The, the other part to this is it's, it's so much. Um, you got to be careful with this. You got to be really. <laughs> I lost my whole train of thought. What was the third one in here? You said you got to be careful. Got yeah, to- but what was what what was the third point? The third point was oh, don't tell him the type of man you want. Yeah, don't tell him. That part. If you don't tell him, he won't know. Man, that's what that's what I'm saying. That too. You can't say. So if you don't tell him, he won't know. However, I do understand. This is why I say I feel like he thought he was talking to an intelligent person. Because if you take it literally, what we're saying applies. If you take it and you think above that, like you don't take it like as literal, then you can understand. Yes, I understand exactly what you said. Like, no, I'm not going to tell you what I want so you can manipulate me. However, I can tell you what I want without, tell you what I, I might not tell you what I want in a man, but I'll tell you what I want out of my relationship. True. That's one way to frame it. So that's one way to say, see, that's what I say. I don't know. Maybe it was the coachee. Maybe he knew extra information about her. Like he knew, okay, you talk too much. You give too much information up front. Maybe that's what that was. Maybe he was thinking about a specific... A specific person. Person. Right. 
So, and that's why, wait, but see, guys, these are also things that we don't know when we're listening to things. So as you hear us work this out together as two people, please take those things into perspective. And even as you listen to us and listening to other people, like think about other, think outside of that. You can talk about it in there, but also think outside of it a little bit. So I don't know. I, I can understand that because, so my husband and I started dating. I literally told him, I'm not getting, my next relationship will be my last. Not saying that, oh no, you are going to be my next relationship. Right. But what I am looking for mm. is long term, is stability, is growth together, is, you know, a life partner, a husband. That's what I am in the market for. So if that's not something that you are in the market for, who? I understand that. You may not be there. Shoot, if you would have asked me six months before that, shoot, not even six months, what, three months before that? Because we was in Atlanta City. Was that Atlanta. wasn't my train of thought then. So I just figured out I can't wear two tops. I mean, you know, take them crop tops no more. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> but there came a time when you, okay, I think it's a way that you say it. I agree to a certain extent, well, I want a man who wants three kids, a man who got a good job. Whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, those things are kind of common. You know, everybody wants a man with a good job. Everybody wants a man with, but, hold on, no, no, a good job where they can be sustainable. That's what I mean by a good job. Not like a good job, like I make it six days, I'm not saying that. But everybody right. was a man that, that that's working, that has goals, that, you know, all of those. Every, we want, I hope. I hope. The hope. I hope that's what I do. But, okay. Um, the general stuff, I guess. <laughs> I'm trying to keep this digital here, but you, the general stuff. We get that. Um, so I understand he's saying, no, don't go re- I think he's more so speaking to like the checklist. Um, one of my favorite movies is uh, 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 The Ugly Truth. I don't think I've seen Oh, girl, it's hilarious. And she literally has a whole checklist of what she wants her husband to be and to look like. And the guy was like, well, first of all, it's not going to happen. Like when she read him off the checklist, she was like, he was like, oh. You're ugly. <laughs> like, not saying that if you have a checklist, you're ugly, but it was more so like, what? It was so extreme in this movie that it was like, okay, I need you to come back now. Mind you, the person who she ended up being with, he checked some of those boxes, but not in the way that she thought. And there were some boxes that he just completely missed. So <laughs> it it's one of those things, you know, we talk about balance. That it's that. Like we let's let's not let's not be extremists. But I think I guess this is my thing. <clears throat> Couple things. First of all, if you come to somebody with a monstrous checklist, you're probably gonna run most dudes away. They're not gonna try to act this role. They're gonna be out the door. Like, I, mean, I can't do this. They're gonna be out the door. Thank when you, you get to the, I did see. Oh my god! And I think it was one of the original reality shows, like back when MTV did Road Road Rules and Real World stuff. I just remember there was a girl with a checklist, and her sister. Oh, did you show them the list? Show them the list of what she wanted. It was a legal pad. 
and she had front and back because she flipped this thing and went back and was still reading what she wanted. If you come with that, most dudes are out the door anyway. Let's call that. The other thing I think is, to me, spirit of discernment. I think more women need to tap into that spirit of discernment because that will help you know if this guy is doing it because he's genuine or if he's doing it because he's trying to lay, play, and slay, pretty much. But the truth of the matter is, a lot of dudes will do that whether you hand them the blueprint or you don't. Like that, and, and that's the reality. We have to have a certain level of discernment. And I know there are going to be women saying, oh, you putting it on the women and men need to be better. Two things can be true at the same time. Period. Men do as need to be better. Goes, absolutely. Men need to be better, but women also, you won't have to do discernment because you got to take, you, you take some accountability in this because it's two people in our relationship. Not two people one. in this relationship, not just him. So you have to have that spirit of discernment to figure out if what he's saying or, and doing is genuine or not. The other thing I think we have to acknowledge right now is he's the statement was don't do this up front. And we also need to remember, ladies, that a first date is not a relationship. No. So on your first on your first date, you can bow out. On your second date, you can bow. Unless there is a titular relationship title given of this is my boyfriend, I'm his girlfriend, this is my man, I'm his woman, this is my la- I'm his lady, this is my dude, whatever you call we bays, uh, whatever. You don't you're not com- you're not committed to anything. And I keep getting tired of seeing women and and I know where I know where it comes from, ladies. This thought that we have to. We do not have to. And I keep reading stuff that's like especially when it comes to parenting and this is an aside slightly but it's related. When it comes to parenting, oh, because mom has to do this and a woman or or relationships, because even if a man isn't doesn't remember dates, a woman has to remember dates and a woman has to do this and has to do this and a woman has to do this while men can do this and a woman has to do this. The only people that are continuing that narrative then, ladies, is us. You make the decision that says, no, a woman does not have to do that. I am not required. It is not my requirement. I do not have to. If you want to forget dates, then I can for date too. If you want to be neglectful, then I either can be neglectful too or I can just be out. I don't have to. Being single is not a curse. It's not the worst thing ever in life. And until we take that accountability and that power to say being single, I'm cool being by myself, then if you're not going to do this, that, and the third. If you not- really be cool being by yourself, like don't say it to fit a narrative. Don't say it to fit in like legit be okay like be okay y'all have heard both of us say like we both went on like full celibacy spurts for like years at some points of our lives and yeah, it was man. because we were okay being by ourselves and had a whole boyfriend for two two different <clears throat> so this whole point actually i had two boyfriends twice during my celibacy. Y'all know the boyfriend? I was celibate for a whole year while we were friendshipping, situationshipping. I had a whole boyfriend in college and I was celibate for a year in college when he and I got together. Um, And they both stuck around. They both did not cheat. And for me, like, oh, do you know they didn't cheat? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. First of all, because both of them had friends that would snitch to me because while sex is nice and it is 
slightly important. It's not the most important thing to mature men. And so because they were mature men and their friends were mature men, they would absolutely tell me, yo, he messed up because he don't deserve a woman like you. Because I bring, what do I bring to the table is more than that. So if you as a woman know that what you bring to the table is more than what's between your legs, you can definitely be okay by yourself if somebody's not going to value you. And we have to be able to do that. So my thing with not handing a man a blueprint is one, like she said, if you don't tell him what you want, how's he going to know? Two, you don't necessarily have to say it's from him. Like she said, she told her now husband, but they had like, this was like date one, date two, whatever. They weren't in a relationship. They weren't together. My, if you can tell somebody my next relationship will be my last, you're not in a relationship. Well, not in a relationship with a person you're talking to, I hope. <laughs> or you just basically told him it's not going to be. <laughs> It's not going to be with you, though. Clicked. I'm slow. <laughs> it's not going to be with you, bro. It's not going to be with you. My next relationship is going to be my last. Oh, I mean, we together. Yeah, yeah. My next. But my next one, though. Relationship. Like, like, damn, that's fucked up. But, okay. It is fucked up. But, <laughs> but, but, but you know what I'm saying? So she said that then. You can say, telling a man what you expect, your expectations and what you want in your relationship is not necessarily saying what you want from him. So just you can just tell them what I don't want. I don't want to be abused. I don't want to be cheated on. I don't want to be disrespected. Where you at? So that was three. The fourth one was, I'm trying to remember these. Oh, don't tell them about your last relationship or why you broke up with your ex or anything about your previous relationship. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so, hold on. I I'm same way on this one as I was on the other. I see two sides to this thing. Don't tell him about your previous relationship. I'm be honest. As far as being too soon, it depends on your previous relationship. If your previous relationship was a traumatic experience where you went through domestic abuse and this is that and the other, that is something that I don't care what anyone says. That is something that you definitely need to state in the beginning. I just got out of an abusive relationship and that is not something that I'm looking to enter into again. Period. Point blank, simple, straight. Some things you have to be straight to the point on. And they come up front with the trauma and everything else that you quote unquote not supposed to tell somebody too soon. That is the caveat to that. However, if you are an oversharer and you tend to share too much, you might want to hold that information back. Oh, my last boyfriend cheated on me and this is and I went through this and he got me through. Girl, 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 stop. Don't do that. Don't do that. That spirit of discernment, like she said, we got to tap, 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 tap in. Like, we got tap, tap. Like, come on. We got to be smarter than that. We got to be smarter than that. Not quicker than that, but smarter than that. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, I'm on both sides of this. Like, where, and that's what I said, me and my husband's a little bit different. Where, what most people don't know is when my husband and I started talking, not even dating, he told me day two, he had, he may or may, may not be having another child on the way. He explained the situation and he gave me the choice of how I would like to move forward. Again, my mindset still was my next relationship is going to be my last. That does not mean that you are it. I appreciate you for telling me. However, if we do move forward, 
this was before me, so I can't be upset. I'm not saying that I won't have any feelings on it, especially if we continue in a relationship. Right. But that also depends on how the relationship develops between you, me, the child's mother, things like that. And that's just being real. Um, yep. Raised blended, understand all of that. So that that's a real conversation that needs to happen and to begin saying, because what you can't do is wait till we marry at the wedding. Oh, no, 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 but that, that, but even that, because we got a sister that did not find out that her dude had a child. She thought he was cheating and the whole nine yards been talking for a minute. Come to find out he had a whole kid he was keeping secret. We didn't yeah. talk about a baby at the time. Kid had to be about eight, nine. And it was at that moment I knew off break up. I'm not really like you, period. Anybody that will hide their child, I don't give a hoot who I'm talking too much. I got a baby. I'm saying it from the rooftop, period. It's not just because I'm a woman. It's because I'm a person. It's because I'm a mother. It's because I care. I'm a parent. Like, child first. Bump girlfriend, bump coochie, bump dick. Period. But, and to me, that just speaks volumes to your character. <laughs> and needless to say, they are no longer together. <laughs> okay? I would have so, been. I'd have been. That moment you tell me something like that, because if you would deny your flesh and blood, I ain't shit. What am I? Who am I? Nothing. Not a what? Zilch. Zilch. Me and she. Me and they. That's one. Two. How could you be clearly an active parent? And I know nothing. No picture. No not absolute. That so that means if we do continue, is this a virtual me? Right. <laughs> but this was this this was my thoughts. My sister didn't think that far. Or she was too in love or they happy hypnotized, however you want to call it. But whatever. But anyway, that's what I feel about. So certain conversations about your past relationships need to be had early on. Again, that does not mean you go and tell them each and every little inkling about how he cheated on you this time, but then you took him back, but then he you bought him some shoes and then he didn't like them, so he took them back come to find out he sold them. Don't I guess my thing is this, ladies, what would you want to know? Because if you if you gonna be so secretive, it makes me think of the Cinderella with Brandy. When Bernadette Peters, the stepmom, said, Ladies, we hide our flaws until after the wedding. And I was like, damn, that that's Oh, or the movie, it was the movie. Girl, you're not supposed to let him know until you five years in the marriage with two kids. I was like, well, damn. And if y'all are going to be that deceitful, then you can't be mad when men do what they feel like they need to do to protect themselves from you because you are now being... You have to create the vulnerable space even early in the relationship. But then do so with discernment. Let me tell you, yo, I live in my Cancerians all day. I'm a true cancer. I'm so squishy. I'm so squishy on the inside. But y'all can catch these pincers. You see what I'm saying to your life? Anybody can catch these. Y'all can catch these hands. So, not, not these hands. Y'all can catch these hands. 
oh, I don't play that. I don't play that stuff. And this is so terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> to me, to me, to me, the thing about yeah my thing about your past relationship is also what kind of relationship because a past marriage kids on the way stop it girl stop you had a whole husband if he's like yo what happened that's valid. And you're going to have to give more than, oh, it didn't work out. Because let's be real. If he came to you and you knew he had an ex-wife and you asked him what happened and he said, oh, it just didn't work out, you're not satisfied. At all. Because now you got more questions than anything. Which now you got who cheated. Who, who did, like, your mind. First of all, if you're anything like this one here, she is I. Your imagination goes down that rabbit hole that Shawan went down on YouTube. My imagination goes there. So you can't leave me with a blanket statement of, oh, it just didn't work out. It comes down to communication, which is what we always say. And how do you want to start your relationship? Do you want to start your communication in your relationship with half-truths, tra- half lies, and everything else? Like, as secret, like again, I, we understand that one day, two day, three, we are we get that things should evolve. But the other part of this is you have to, you gonna have to open up eventually if you really want this man to be your husband. You can't wait until certain until marriage because part of the reason I think to women we the first ones to run to divorce court. We run to divorce court before men do. Like that's the truth. Between seventy and eighty percent of marriages are initiated by women. Like, we do this. And it's usually stuff, let's be honest, monetary. Not told. But it's stuff, but it's stuff that's not monetary or cheating, because those tend to be the big two. And we, big acknowledge, two. Right. we acknowledge that. The others are irreconcilable differences. And what that really tends to be, if we're honest, is miscommunication. Miscommunication or, well, you didn't tell me that. You found out five years into a marriage that he got a gambling problem. You found out two years into the marriage that he he got a baby on, that he had a baby on, like, when y'all were dating. You found out that, like, and then y'all are like, oh, I'm out. So a whole lot of time was wasted, and the guy you should have been with, could have been with, would have been with, you're not because you held secrets, he held secrets, everybody's holding secrets. Not saying you need to run at the beginning. And I, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. Y'all, I'm I'm a communicator. Like I'm probably an oversharer because I wear I wear who I am on my sleeves. Where they say women wear their hearts. I don't necessarily wear that thing on my sleeve. That's stupid. But wear who I am on my sleeve. Trauma, past partners, or past past, not even past partner numbers, but things that are important. In the past things that impact today, I wear, I will be honest about, um, tra- like these things, y'all. Thing is, what I, I just want and what I expect in a relationship, I wear on my sleeve. I don't have time. I don't yeah, have time. That's it. And that's it. I don't have time. And not only that, like, come on, y'all. We can't keep leaving room. We can't keep leaving room for mishaps. We can't keep leaving room for the devil. You leave room for for misery. It's coming. It's coming. 
it's coming. Oh, she's going to be out there like, oh, hey, I can just slide right in. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we got to be smart. We got to be smarter and than that. What the matter is from what, from my experience. Okay, one last thing and then I'll tell y'all my experience. So, the fifth thing was family issues because he'll judge you for it. How you gonna judge me for my family? I ain't choose them. I ain't choose them. And I, I get what it's being said. But let me tell yeah. y'all. <laughs> let me tell y'all that the first date I had with the guy I'm semi-seeing, we friends now, but we're not really, I don't know, it's complicated, y'all. Y'all know I say complicated. Everything I be complicated. Our first date, he told me he had issues with his father and that what his childhood taught, and it's also part of, part of stuff is presentation. Because what he taught me, what he told me was a lot of the stuff that I saw between my parents, my wife, my, my mom always told me never treat your wife like this. And so I vowed that I would never be like that. that that's how it was stated to me. There weren't any details, but it was enough for me to know it was a serious stuff. Your dad was a janky person probably to your mom. Your mom told you don't treat your wife like this. You've decided you're not going to be that way. That's what's important. Do I have the details? No. I have the lesson learned. I have that you're not going to be whatever terrible it was. And cool. Great. The other thing it let me know is, oh, you got daddy issues too? Baby, me too. So that's the other thing. Wow, ladies, we are trying to hide this trauma. And I'm not saying you need to come. My dad beat me up when I was 17. And then he left me. And then my mom went. And my mom beat me. And my uncle was there. And my uncle had managed to do it. I'm not saying you need to do all of that. But what I am saying is our first, our very first date, we blended or we bond, we connected on a shared trauma. We connected on a shared family issue. We connected on shared real life stuff. That when he said that, like, and his thing was, and this is the thing that we have to understand, ladies, men, when they open themselves, they're vulnerable too. Because he was like, I don't want to scare you off. And I was just like, because you got daddy issues? I said, you're not going to scare me off. I got daddy issues too. I said, yo, I'm not going to get into details, but my dad is dead to me. We don't talk. We won't talk about Bruno. And he was like, okay, yeah, that's pretty much how I carry, right. He was like, that's pretty much how I carry my, my father. Cool. We had an understanding. But think about had we waited until marriage or had we waited until way later? I didn't get the details of what happened with his father until like our third day. He still doesn't have full details of what happened between me and mine. But understand that we carry the same trunk. We it's a bonding, it's the connection. We know that that's a trigger for one another where we can either stay away from it and when that time comes, we can address it then. And know that it's coming and expect it so it's not a blind side. The other part is you hiding your trauma from him. Guess what he's going to do? Hide his trauma from you. But guess what y'all are both still dealing with? Your trauma. Guess what y'all are both still bringing to the relationship? Your trauma. The effect of your trauma. So even if you choose... Now on top of that, you also bring in a miscommunication, deception, secrets, and stress. So you don't already start as a relationship all wrong. So Again, you don't have to share the details, but just an overview. And I think that's the part. That's why I said maybe he was speaking in reference to a specific person. Um, we all will not meet. As an adult, you should have some type of capability 
to give a summary to get you know a summary or a brief synopsis of a situation without having to go into detail and not sticking on the topic but being able to make the statement and moving forward and continuing the conversation you don't have to stay there because i think that is like you can be good at oh yeah i just mentioned this blanket statement we both have an understanding but you don't continue the conversation in another direction so you stay stagnant in that spot you have to know how to keep going from there which is why i think social where i think social media has definitely handicapped this next generation because they don't know how to have a conversation or to move on growing past the trauma or even mentioning it and i do believe that is a part a true part of healing from it but in reference to this, look, I am a full-fledged fam. I am a family person. I am so much of a family person, and I'm speaking to me because that's all I can speak to. I can't speak to nobody else. Sorry, y'all. I am a family person. I'm so family-oriented. It's crazy. It's crazy to the point where when I became an adult, I didn't realize how much craziness and drama was actually involved in my family. Like I had my family like up here. Like certain members was like, okay, they hanging off the edge, like when they holding somebody's hand, you know, but my majority of us is up here. Until I became an adult and started, wait, putting one in one, two and two, four plus eight, this plus this, gives you and I was like well wait a minute like to the point I went to my mom in tears and was like I never thought my family would be this way I didn't think this would be my family's story I thought I had us and my mom was like well baby what did you think and I don't know that's not what I thought and I told my mom I didn't know if that was because maybe they did a great job with shielding me from it well, maybe I was just naive I got, or a combination of the two. Okay. And I didn't put reality together until later. Um, and then I learned the true meaning of family because through all of that, guess who you only got? Them. As horrible or terrific as they are, that's who you have. They're good. Majority of them are still going to be there. And like, yeah, it's, it's so you, I learned that lesson. And that's so speaking to someone who, again, family for me is a core. Like, that's y'all remember what's that movie with the core balls? That That's my core ball. That, you know, with the mood, the angry, you know, the little cartoon. Oh, uh, Inside Out? Yes. I, my core memory, that family thing where it was just her and her parents. For me, it was everybody. Like, it was so, yes. Um, yeah, I cried on that part too. Like, when it broke down, I broke down. It was a whole lot. I, it was a lot. Going, it was a lot going on in that. But um, I say that, so, for me, I, I, I first of all, because I thought my family was up here, you couldn't tell me that my family wanted the stuff that everybody didn't want to be a part of it. Okay, baby? That was that. I was crazy. <laughs> I mean, your family a little insane, but it's not a little. It's good to be a part of. I, I mean, yeah, when you got the reputation, oh, that's that's so and so's kid. You get left alone, yes, 
but I didn't put two and two together. <laughs> but I'm what I'm saying is, we're talking to my husband. Now, where I'm a family person, my husband is not. Outside of his children, my husband and I family-wise, when it comes to brothers, cousins, aunts, uncle, it's nowhere near the same, to the point where it baffled me. Yeah, your husband and I are more similar. We're, we're more it similar. shook me to my core. Like, why would you do that? Why would y'all do that? Who, why y'all us this? We are y'all family. Like, it baffled me to the point where I had. It was a learning experience for me. So I understand not automatically just jumping right into telling everybody everything. But again, learning to have those those surface level conversations, those summarized uh, topic conversations where you can touch on the subject and move forward. Those are still important. You know, um, my husband, I knew he, who my husband's brought out from his babies. Did I know the relationship that he had with his father or even his mom and his godmother? I did not know that until, well, we got married within the first quarter so that don't really it's not the same but, that even, but honestly that even speaks to something else because you telling people to wait until they're married the question next becomes well how long until y'all get married because again if you get married in the first quarter or i think technically y'all were like the beginning middle of the second quarter in the beginning because it was september 14th was our first date december 19th we were married Y'all still within a quarter. If y'all, <laughs> but again, how long until you get married? Because that becomes the other part of this conversation that I don't think was addressed. When you say upfront, I think common sense would say, don't tell this to somebody on the first date, first time. But again, I don't know what y'all were like. I don't know where that vibe is either. But to me, my thing with family issues is this we can't pick our family, y'all. And I think as long as everybody understands that you can't pick your family, it is what it is. I say share what you want to share. And maybe to vet and see where his head is mentally, you don't share the mom and dad story because it's too close. Maybe you share, or the sister because it's too close. Maybe you share the aunt and uncle because you share the secret. Or the cousins. You share the second family and see what he says or where he goes or if he ghosts you or he doesn't. Oh, he did? Well, now I can tell about my grandparents because that's at least a direct line. It ain't quite my immediate, but it's the direct line. Okay, he was okay with that. Great. Now I'm going to tell you about my crazy ass siblings. Let me tell you about my crazy siblings. Because exactly. if you can handle my siblings, my parents is not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a way to do this where you talk about the family dynamic. You start with the aunts, aunts, and, and, aunts uncles, and cousins. Then you go to the grandparents. Then you go to the siblings, and then you go to the parents. Because, but you do. There's a we ta- look at the arm jaw out uh, around. <laughs> Y'all know we dancing. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. And so maybe the and you don't start on the first date. Maybe the second date is them. The third day's up here, the fourth day's out here, and the fifth day we come in. But you still figure it out. Because honestly, eventually, he gonna have to do with you and your family. And you're on any level, even if you don't speak to 
someone or someone is what it is estranged or something like that. This man will go to the family quote unquote cookout because I won't say reunion because everybody don't have those now. Or family outing, meet or greet, or just to get together where it might be a few family members. He don't know what cousin, uncle, aunt, who not to talk to because you ain't shared your trauma because y'all ain't met or you ain't shared any, not even trauma, just information about your family because y'all ain't married yet. What? So now when he goes to your uncle and asks him if the woman that's standing next to him, oh, how long y'all been married? But that's the girlfriend that he left his wife for that we all Who know. over there in the kitchen oh. cooking get- <laughs> You done set him up for failure. You see what we're not? So like, that is important, y'all. Like now he the butt of jokes, especially if you in one of our families. <laughs> he the butt of jokes. He like, or he done started drama and everybody like get rid- didn't even know it. <laughs> and get rid of him. We hate him. But that's your fault. But that's your fault. You didn't tell him. You didn't warn him. You didn't give yeah, him the double back. <laughs> you didn't try again. So y'all, like, I feel like overall for me. Truthfully, and I realize this as a dater, what I'll say, ladies, is this with my experience. I've been fortunate to never have dealt with an F-boy. I've never dealt with any crazy dudes. All the dudes I have ever dealt with in my whole 30 plus years have been great. Oh, girl, and- I was about to say, finish that statement because I was like, you want to end with whole? <laughs> my whole 30, 30 plus years. I you said my whole. I've been dating that long. So, like, we say 20, my 20, in my 20 years of dating, my 20 years of 25, my 25 years of being <laughs> about, I've had good dudes. And what I will say for me personally is this list of the five things you're not supposed to do doesn't really apply. I've done all of this, not only in the first quarter, but honestly, usually in the first month because I value deep conversation. And so most of my conversations with guys, like I'm thinking of one person in particular, and it's the one that everybody's like why did you like him why do you like him why you love him and he's still like up there in like the top loves of my life because our first between the time I met him and the time we had our first date we talked five days a week from 6pm to 6am a lot of these do not talk to your talk to the dude about we talked about what conversations. Why? Because we were on the phone for literally 10 to 12 hours. And I do not want week. to listen to you breathe. You would think it was a job. Y'all, we were on the phone 50 to 60 hours a week for for three weeks. We met the end of January, which is when my best friend's birthday. And we had our first date, February 4th, Valentine's Day. It was literally two and a half weeks. And in those two and a half weeks, we were on the phone for 50 to 60 hours a week. Like, we had real conversation. And I told him stuff that would make, I will never lie. I'm not going to lie to y'all because y'all, y'all, y'all family a little bit. Y'all been here. We had a conversation that scared the shit out of me to have because I had to be honest with him about something with me. It's kind of like, tell us why you got kids. <laughs> like, but I had to tell him. And I was terrified because he was the first dude I told. The first dude I had my best friend told, I bitched up, y'all. I had my best friend call my boyfriend at the time, tell him this is what's, or he wasn't my boyfriend, I was just interested in him. Tell him this is what's going on so I don't got to say it. Um, I have, it was it was health issues. Forever, long-lasting and lingering health issues is what I got, y'all. 
and I, it's always hard for me to talk to people about it. He was the first person I actually told. And his response to me, and this was within a week of knowing him, a week. But again, we talked 60 hours at this point. So that's like, God knows how many days. <laughs> um, This is my health issue. This is what I, got, what I got going on. You know what he said to me? And I still never forgot it to this day. He was like, I got a Benz that doesn't run the way it should, but I'll never get rid of that Benz because I love it. Okay. That was a, it was, that was definitely a guy answer, but I get it. But I get it. It was, you got this problem. Right. Okay. I'm with you through it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't impact how I feel about the it. Most guy way. The most guy way to say this, we're going to bring up a car. You're going to bring up a car. You guys going to bring up a car. I'm also going to flex and let you know I drive a Benz. Because up until that point, it had it come Just up. a little bit. Just a little flex. Just a little flex. Okay. Um, but it's one of those things, y'all, that like, so I guess my thing that I would say, ladies, the caveat to these whole do not tell somebody up front is you also have to figure out how much time you've been talking to this person. Because it's not a matter of don't tell this person in a week, wait three dates, wait five dates, wait six weeks, wait two months. Because how much are y'all talking? And how deep are the conversations we're how having? How do you have a conversation? How connected are you to this person? Me and that dude are still connected to this day. And what I'm telling y'all happened, happened a long, long time ago. <laughs> I was still in college. So... But I'm saying that because that's the other part that has that has to be taken into consideration. And I, I shudder for a lot of these guys and girls, but mostly guys, because I know women, we we flock to men giving advice, right? Like men, married men, we go to them. A lot of women go to them on YouTube, podcasts, all the things, because you're trying to get married and you're trying to do all this. Understand that the guy that you're dealing with is not the podcaster that you're listening to. It's not the YouTuber that you're listening to, especially if they're already married. You're still out here dealing with these other dudes who may or may not think like them. Now, the whole thing is to find a man that values you. And that may not be the easiest, but part of that to me as an oversharer, as somebody who wears their whole personality and the whole pros, cons, and flaws about me on my sleeve, what I have and has still, still, thankfully, not been taken advantage of really is I think that comes from three things, lady. Being honest with myself and other people, being ready and able and okay with walking the hell away if it's not going the way that I want it to or the way that I think it should, and having a good spirit of discernment to be able to listen to know when it is time to walk away. Mm-hmm. And or, and or setting a timeline like yo if this doesn't go this way within this time frame I'm out and for anybody who knows me cause like you know my sister knows me people know me I'm not a patient woman anymore mm-hmm. that ain't my virtue I don't got that so um my advice ladies would be what one of us is patient that's crazy yeah I don't do that patient my, my patience is this you did it not in my time frame I'm gonna just do it myself that's why so my thing is when you hear these people talk about five things that a man shouldn't do or five things that a woman, that as a woman, five things to watch out for a man to do or five things to whatever, whatever, whatever. Yes, there are, first of all, exception, acknowledge that there are exceptions to the rule. And the dude you may run across may be an exception, be an exception. to that rule. So you have to use discernment because you might run a, a, an extraordinary dude away holding him as if he's an ordinary, ordinary guy. And he's not. Um, 
The other is to be, like I say, honest with yourself. And there isn't a really a time frame. Like she said, I will agree on the first quarter. A hundred percent. If in three months you don't know, be out. But even within that first quarter, what does that mean? I, I share a lot of myself with people because I value deep conversation. And so I am the person to be on the phone with somebody for 10 to 12 hours. Still even at this age, maybe not a full 10, maybe I need six. I mean, I got I got I gotta get up early for work. But six to six to eight hours, I can do a part-time job. I can't do a whole nother full <laughs> I can do a part-time job, but um, but I want because me, I want to know who the man I'm dealing with is. And so I know I have to open my shell. I'm a cancer, I have to open that shell a little bit. And I'm not saying don't be ready, especially for my Scorpios out there. Don't have have your tail ready. It's not me looking right. Okay. My my Aquarians, my water bearers have the jugs full and drown him if necessary. All right. My Aquarius is if it ain't looking to tornado his ass somewhere else. All right. You hear what I'm saying? I can go through all the signs, y'all. I really, truly can. My Taurus is bullhorn his ass the fuck out if it really comes to that. My Gemini is two of y'all. It should be even easier. Flip-floppity shit. <laughs> his behind to the court. My Leos, y'all lions, roaring bite. Tear his head off. He done. Coliseum, wrong. Understand what I'm saying to you? Libras, the scale ain't balancing. Tip, oops, my bad. Tip me out and put me out. <laughs> my Aries, Rams, Headbutt him out of there. Off the mountain. He's gone. Y'all have to finish your way, no matter your sign, no matter who you are, to be ready to kick these, kick the dusties to the curb, to leave space for a good one. But you also have to be honest with yourself. And you cannot hide yourself from somebody if you really want them to be the all for you. Because you're never really going to, as she said in the very beginning, you're never really going to give him the chance to show you the full capability of the man he could be for you. And the other thing I will say is, a man who really loves you, especially when it comes to your trauma, especially like, for example, that dude and his coachy person, their whole like trauma situation, any man that really cares for you is going to feel some type of way about you, even for stuff that he wasn't there for. Yep. He gonna wanna go back to your second grade classroom and punch the boots. Okay. Okay. He gonna want to go back to the dude, to the teacher that told you you wasn't gonna be ish in the fifth grade and fire them. He gonna want to go all the way back to the bully in the playground that told you that threw dump sand in your hair and tripped them as they run to the slide. That a dude that loves you is gonna be like, yo, I I wanted if I could have, I would erase it. I definitely if I could erase it or prevent it or. Protect you from it. They definitely, they definitely will. And because they know they can't, they do feel the same way. When we know we can't help a guy in a certain, certain out of certain things, and certain things that we gotta watch our guys, our partners, our family members, our people go through, but we can feel it too. That it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. So, as women, we have to keep that into perspective when. It not just when we're sharing our traumas, but when they're sharing theirs, because we have to, and I might be a little biased, we have to realize that most guys will take our, most good guys will take our vulnerability and hold it sacred. It's strength for them. It gives them strength. 
And it, yeah, it creates, it shows them that they're needed, they're wanted, they're desired, and all of that. Um, so we have to provide that same strength, strength, whatever, however you say it, for them. Um, and no, this is not going against the, oh, I'm tired, I don't want to be strong. No, that's not what we're saying. Like, y'all come on, you're like, keep things in perspective, come back. For the, for the one who went left, come back. Um, <laughs> but, and it's, again, it's that, it's that balance thing. It's that 50-50, not half and half, but the, the sharing part of it. Um, and we're all, as everyone likes to say, human. So we all have the same emotions. And for the most part, we all have the same different reactions. Yes, I did say same different because it not, it's applicable. It's not an oxymoron in this one the same different responses to trauma. So, or life, I'm not even gonna say trauma, to life. And that's the good and the bad. So for me, um, my final words on this whole thing is perspective. Let's, when listening to podcasters, even us, keep things into perspective. Let's do a real, a reality check and be sensible about things. Um, for those who don't understand what discernment is, uh, <laughs> be sensible about things, you know. Allow grace, but keep that into perspective, you know. Um, and that's that's all that's all that I really have. Um, as far as relationship goes, again, you have those who have like myself, short period of time. We got married within the first three months. You have those who've waited 30 plus years before they actually decided to get married when their children are almost 40. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, thought, I, thought you were, I thought that was shade. I thought that was about to be shade. It wasn't shade. Oh, no, that's to you. That was, that yeah, was, well, it was in my direction. I got it. You go, are you right? Okay. Um, you know, so I grabbed my glass because I was no, gonna... no, no, that wasn't that one was not for you, that was for the elders. <laughs> um, so again, just keeping things into perspective, reality check, and understand what's valuable to you and cherish, cherish who cherish that information so that when you share it, you're sharing it appropriately. That's what I got. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we will say, I'll be off my class. Cheers to that. <laughs> uh, so Siobhan, let us know the rating of your non-popping grapes experience you were having over there. I mean, I still feel whatever I felt before. I'm sure it was in the forest somewhere. I don't really remember. I can look it up. I don't feel like it. I pretty much done down this bottle. That's how I feel about the merch for me. And y'all, I love good merch for me. And that's well, just, that's it. There you have it. Um, for my Robert Mondovi. That's how we have to say it. <laughs> Mondovi. Um, this is, it says a private selection, uh, light bubbled Pinot Grigio. I don't think the bubbles did any added or took anything away from it. They didn't um, think that people would buy it for the same reason that you just bought it because it says bubbles. It bubbles. <laughs> and y'all know I'm not really a bubble person, but I do enjoy the Pinot Grigio. 
Um, from Robert, so I figured, <laughs> that's funny. Um, I, <laughs> I, correlation, my husband and then, yep. Um, so that's why I was like, oh, huh, that's cute. I do enjoy the Pinot Grigio from Mondavi. <laughs> um, so I just figured, oh, this is lightly bubble because we don't like a lot of bubbles. I was like, oh, okay, so let's see what a little bit of bubbles tastes like. Like, it was just the simple curiosity. So my rating for this is going to be a three. Like I said, it's nothing like groundbreaking, but it wasn't a bad one. I feel like this is, I feel like this would be good for people who are like, I like Moscato, but you don't want to buy Moscato. You're trying to branch out, trying to grow up. Get your big girl, get your big girl glass. You still get your bubbles. You still get your bubbles. Get your big girl glass. We're not you doing know, it. But now you get a Pinot Grigio. You get a different grape. So now, you know, you can sound sophisticated to your other hood right friends because y'all know that's what we call thought juice thought over juice. here in this year podcast. Moscato was thought juice to us. So, yeah, now you can be a little bit more sophisticated with your friends I mean now I will say I feel like this would be bomb as the most this would be bomb as the most okay so I'll say that I'll say that um yes so on that note ladies and gentlemen this brings us to the conclusion of another wonderful episode of A Little Something the number two Wine about with your hostesses, Tae Michelle. And Shimon Camille. Be sure you join us now that we are back for part two of our second season each and every Wednesday for more laughs, more fun, and of course, more wines. Just come shoot the shit with us, y'all. We here all the time. We here for the debatables. Respectfully. Uh, <laughs> um, be sure you like, share, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend, start a conversation. Follow us on Instagram at a little something, the number two, find about, that's A-L-S-W-2 on Instagram. And remember, as always, there's nothing wrong with a little one. Or a lot. <laughs> Toodles, y'all. See y'all next week. For real, we'll see y'all next week. <laughs>